coming to the waters. And he that hath no money, come in by and eat. Yea, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which is satisfieth not. Hearken unto me diligently, unto me, and eat ye that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in the fatness. Hallelujah. And you can read the rest of the story. Let's turn to the book of Acts, chapter 8. Speaking about the Holy Ghost, verse 14. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was falling upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that in Usurah lay my hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent ye therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness, and the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray the Lord for me that none of these things which you have spoken come upon me. Let us pray to Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for your word. And I want you to bless this congregation with wisdom, knowledge, understanding as your word is imparted in fear and trembling. Not in words only, but in power and hope for the demonstration of your Spirit. I pray, God, that you come upon us right now. In the name of Jesus, we shall give you the praise. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Simon was a sorcerer. Simon, for years, and maybe for months in chapter 8, had bewitched Samaria. Samaria is the country where Babylon expelled all of the Israelites and took them to captivity. Into a, in fact, Assyria did that and took them far off and the land was empty. And now they brought in some Gentiles and the Gentiles were brought in and they blasphemed God in his homeland. And God said, I will not put up with this nonsense and send lions and bears and tore them apart. And so they went to the king as a king. 
We don't know the God of this land. And we don't know how to worship Him. We need some help. They brought some priests in, and the priest's job was to teach them how to worship God, how to show them the manner of God. Unfortunately, they asked for whole truth and ended up with half-truth. Well, half-truth is not as good as whole truth. Might as well you have no truth. They end up with half-truth, because half-truth will not get the job done. And the Bible said, as at that day the Samaritans became in, uh, known as the people that feared the God, Jehovah, but worshipped their own gods. That's a double religion. That's a double-minded type of worship. They feared the God of Israel, but worshipped their own gods. And that's how they were up to the time of Jesus. And when Jesus Christ came on the scene, He came to respond to their request, Oh, that I might know how to worship the true God. And now that we might understand the manner of this God, because we want to serve Him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because somebody help my friend to give her a seat. I appreciate that. And so the Bible says, No, that they long to know how to worship God. And they didn't know how to do it. And so Jesus Christ said, You know what? I'm going to go down to Samaria and I'm going to show those people a thing or two. Now, chapter 8 said, When he went down to Samaria, he talked to a Samaritan woman, which was never done since that time in 721 B.C. And they said, Now, what's going on? You are a Jew. Why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to me? You're not supposed to talk to me. And he said, Woman! Woman, if you knew, if your eyes could be just open up, hallelujah, because you're seeing what prophets have not seen. You're about to hear what mighty men desire to hear and have never heard. You're about to have a revelation that angels desire to look into. And my title is Samaria is about to have an unspeakable experience. Somebody here in this church, God brought you here to give you an unspeakable experience. It's going to be different from all that you've been taught. From all that have been wrought in your life, God brought you here this morning to give you an unspeakable experience. And she said, Woman, you don't realize what you're dealing with, but do you know who's sitting on this well? He said, Well, who are you? It's amazing when your eyes are closed. And you don't know what's going on. You don't have to open your eyes. That scares may fall off. That you might realize you're, you're on holy ground. You're in a place sanctified by a holy God. You have to understand you're among innumerable number of angels. You have to realize the place where the power of God is here to heal and to reveal and unconceal that which was in from the mortal eye. Woman, do you realize where you are? Do you realize where you're sitting? And who's standing beside you? Do you understand what's going on? I want to tell you, honey, 
if you knew the gift of God. Right where you are, the gift of God is present. And all you have to do is have your eyes open. And I would to God, have one of you start praying, and the Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. It's possible He could come right beside you and touch you. And you don't even know. The Bible says some of us entertain angels unaware. Because their eyes are not open up. And Jesus said, woman, if you knew the gift of God. Now here's a woman who is honestly seeking for something more euphoric than she had. She's not complete. She's not satisfied with what she has. But she doesn't know how to articulate it. But she's still seeking, searching, and longing for something that is unexplainable, unimaginable, unamensable, undescribable, something that's unthinkable. She knows it exists. And she's going to Jacob's well, hoping every time she let down would find satisfaction. Now, the guy would take dope and drugs and alcohol. He goes to dopamine and the serotonin and look for experiences and still can't find them. And it cost him a lot of money. And so Jesus says, Woman, do you know who's talking to you? In other words, you need your eyes open up. Because right where you are is the fountain of life. He said, What you have is a cistern. This is a cistern. You need to have the well of salvation. He said, when you begin to draw woman from that well, you're never going to be the same. All you need is not money because of salvation was the thing that money could buy. The rich would live and the poor would die. But God don't need your money. God don't need your dollars and cents. But God needs you to have some good sense in you that you could get what God has in store for you and give you an experience like you've never had before. You can't buy your way into this. This small change is not good enough for God. Hallelujah. You can't purchase this with corruptible silver and gold. Hallelujah. He says, well, who are you? What makes you think? He said, well, you know, we're told worship should be over there. You know, everybody got their opinion how worship should be. But nobody has a revelation how it ought to be. You know, you, you can speculate on a revelation. Hello? And everybody give their opinion. That's fine. Have your opinion. It's fine. But you're not going to be satisfied. Hello? And so Jesus said, look, woman, the hour has come. And now is. But if you want to be a true worshiper, I didn't say this to be a worshiper. But a true worshiper. Then you got to be prepared to do it in spirit. I'm not talking about just getting happy. Bad God, you can go to Leeds and get happy pop. But this is more than happy pop, my friend. I'm talking about joy. With joy. I mean, joy, joy, joy. You can draw water from the well of salvation. Woman, if you drink from this well, you will never be the same again.
She just took a long beeline just to come right where she was. Got her brush on opportunity. I said, woman, salvation is of the Jews. You are a Gentile. Now, you know what a Gentile is? Somebody who they call dogs. Somebody who's a far off, cut off, not allowed to come even close to God. Somebody who were aliens, far from the promises of God. In this world, pagans don't know God, have no truth, in total darkness. Hallelujah. But God, hallelujah, in all His splendor and love, today has come to take down that wall. That wall you're building up to separate you from us. Bring that wall down. Because if you bring that wall up, you're not going to get what we got. You're going to get rid of that wall. That wall is preventing you from feeling the anointing. That wall that you built up, that resistance that you're putting up, it's preventing you from having a revelation, from having a touch of God. Bring that wall down. Because He came down to pull down strongholds and give you access to the same power and the same anointing that the Israelites have. You know what? You can walk through that door with a screen up. It says, they're never going to touch me. Walk in there and it says, like what will happen? You just prophesy on yourself. It will never touch you. Hallelujah. Some folks said, I'll never believe that. You're right, you won't. Because God can say you're strong delusion. That you start believing a lie. And be damned. But honey, if you are not sick, you don't need Jesus. If you're not hungry, you won't enjoy this well. If you're satisfied where you are, stay right there. That's the Word of God. Stay where you are. But if you're not satisfied, it's time to leap over walls. It's time to run through troops. It's time to come where Jesus is. Ah, come on, beloved. If you realize there's a hunger, there's a longing in my soul, I search for Him. I long for Him. I knew not what I searched for until I found Jesus. I knew I found the Lord. You can have a Eureka. I'm trying to tell somebody. You can say, come see a man. It's not just the Messiah that I've been longing for. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She's arguing how worship should be. You know, you can talk your way out of a miracle. <laughs> he will not pass us away another time. This is your chance. Hallelujah. Bring the walls down. Hallelujah. And bring your faith up. Hatalamashanda. If there's a time to plug into Jesus, is now. Now is the acceptable time. This is the day of your salvation. He's coming by your way. Hallelujah. He said, Woman, God is a spirit. Oh, that's the, that's, that's the definition. You don't need Webster Dictionary. God is a. Then who are you, Jesus? I am God manifested in flesh. 
dwelt among us, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believe on in the world, caught up in the glory, and he's sitting right beside you. What do you think Jesus Christ meant? If you knew who I am. You see, you've got to have a revelation of who Jesus is. He can brush past him as he's an ordinary person. To every Israelite, Jesus is an ordinary Jew. But to us, not so. Not so. To us, he's the Almighty. He's El Shaddai. We have an insight. God opened our eyes when he come by us on our eminence journey. And he came to our house. I said, he came to my house. And he began to open up the scripture. Didn't your heart burn? You ever have a, burn, a burning heart? Not from heartburn from eating the bad food. I don't mean that. <laughs> I mean, God is scribing on your heart his word. And he said, didn't our heart burn as he preached to us the word, as he opened the scripture and opened your eyes? That's what God brought you here for this morning. He said, I want to open up to you the Scripture. I want to open up to you your eyes. I want to open up your heart and give you a revelation until I become Christ in you, the hope of glory. He said, woman, this is your chance. Now, the apostles don't think you should be in, but Jesus thought you should. Hello. She said, little Lord, give me that gift. He said, okay, I will, but do me a favor. Watch that, Lord. Go bring your husband. <laughs> he said, I don't have one. He said, well, woman, you told me the truth. For the first time in your life, you told the truth. <laughs> it will happen. He said, I perceive. Now, here now, she's she spiritual. I perceive you're a prophet. Well, <laughs> he's one of the prophet women. <laughs> he's got amongst you. Emmanuel, God with us. And the Bible said, I perceive that you are you are a prophet. You know, we get all spiritual with Jesus Christ. Look dear friend, come simple before him. Come so simple that he becomes so real. He's not complicated. He's very easy to understand. He said, Come learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm trying to tell you, he's the alphabet. He's the A and the Z in the alphabet, or the Alpha and Omega in the Greek alphabet. He's easy to understand. You don't need a dictionary because he is the word revealed to us. He said, Well, Lord! No, church, it's all about the gifts, you understand? You know, there's no scripture where he gave her the gift. He never gave it to her. Did he give it to her? No. He said, bring your husband. You know who she brought? The whole city. Look at what he said. He said, bring your husband. And what happened? She brought the whole city. Hello? And then Jesus started preaching to them. And here's the beautiful thing. Word got around that Samaria got the word. Because somebody put on the board for me chapter 12 and verse 4 of 2 Corinthians. Now, folks, the Bible is the word of God. 
You can't get any more God than the Word. Hallelujah. And the Word cannot contradict itself. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. He says, He was caught up, Paul says. Here's a guy whose eyes have been opened. Heart has been opened. And the Scripture opened up to him. Hallelujah. You see, you'll never change until you have a revelation. We can't, we, you know, you're not supposed to debate the Bible. Because you can't let people Now, here's a man whose heart got opened up and his eyes got opened up and now God gave him a little taste of heaven. He got caught up into paradise. Hello? He said, I heard unspeakable word. Everybody who gets saved in this church, if you're saved, I promise you there is a particular part of the Bible that came alive to you. We all don't have the same chapter and verse that opened our eyes. But there's a time when the Word of God came. It burned in your heart. And you say, I see it. I see it. I see it. Now, this really happened in Houston, Texas. This man was baptizing some people in, by, the, by, the, by the water side in those areas. And we just also in Nigeria. We were baptizing some people in sewage water. We did can you believe that? Because there is no water anywhere. And we're passing through there just once. If they miss it, we're gone. Back to Canada, back to the States. And we had over, in some time, up to a thousand pastors get baptized. Not lying, it's truth. Some down 300, some down 100, some down 10. And so here we are now. We are in this place. And the seminar is given. And when the seminar was done, they said, okay, what, what do we do? We said, well, there's Scripture. And they saw it. And, and we said, well, we got the water. They said, we know where water is. And they take us right to the sewage area. I mean, Ross, we saw it. And I thought, I'm not going to that one. <laughs> and the missionary, I can see him getting around it up. <laughs> and finally one of the countrymen belong there said I'll do it <laughs> I wept I really cried I really did <laughs> but they baptized those people in that water but when James Kilgore father was talking to some people snakes came right up snakes came right up if you don't believe it, I can take it to the, to the YouTube and show you where he talks about it. Snakes came right up and looked around like this in the water. The first thing you and I would do naturally is what? Run. <laughs> Makes sense to me. But when the snakes did that, he said, he said to the people, step back. Step back. And they all step back and make a way for the snakes. And all the snakes, as to the line up. All the snakes came out of the water and walked through that pathway and disappeared. And then they baptized people. 
The snakes, to this day, never came back. The point I'm trying to make here is, how far is God willing to go to bring truth to you? How desperate will God ever get to bring? Well, God's greatest gift to man was His only begotten Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only, I mean His only, emphasized on only, begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish. And that's what she was looking at. And no Jew agreed what he was doing. But he went out of his way to bring that woman an unexplainable experience. She was shook up. She ran in that city. She dropped her water bucket. Now, I believe the symbolism. If you are really touched by God, you're going to drop your old traditions. You're going to drop your culture. Because if any man, if any woman is in Christ, you are a new creature. All things are new. There's a new man walking in your shoe. Why? Because you have a revelation, an experience you can't deny. Add this to what you got. You have to get rid of what you got to get this. She dropped that pot. She never picked it back up. She ran. She said, Look, guys, you know me, guys. I love a good time, but I found a better time. Come, come for <laughs> come see for yourself. Words fail me to describe what I ran into. I can't explain to you how I feel, but I feel like traveling on. Woo, hallelujah! I have an experience that's unexplainable. It's unsayable. It's unexpressible. It's God. Come on now. Unspeakable gift. Hello. Hello. And when the people came, they were amazed. And they said, look, never man spake like this man. Friend, I'm going to say this to you, I'm saying all of you right now. All churches are not the same. Just like all cooks are not the same. I got the best cook in the whole world, my wife. We're some of your second and third and fourth places. And that's all right. Hello? Hello? I said, <laughs> I like Filipino stuff, but not that close. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you, when you find the real thing, you're going to drop the carnal thing. And Jesus made her know that's how to worship God, who to worship God, and kind of spirit you got to have. And so when he left them, he went away, but he never forgot Samaria. Now God have a way of stirring up his people. To make us go in ways we don't want to go. Because if one soul somewhere is hungry for God, he will upset the entire church to find that one person. 
I serve a God who will disturb the ninety and nines to find the one. And when God come and knock at your door, it means that God care about your soul. And it's opportunity to knock at your door and realize God is trying to give you something you can't deny. A church Pentecost took place. Israel kept it to herself. But in the mind of God was a word called Samaria. Hallelujah. He said, Philip, go down to Samaria. Hello? Now the devil has a way of beating God to it. He always go before God gets there. Let me tell you, honey, every one of you on this pews, before you got saved, you're a cultic. You're in false doctrine. You believe a lie. But God didn't leave you there. He said truth and gave you a chance. Hallelujah. And brought you in contrary to nature and grafted you into the promise of God. I'm trying to tell you. The Apostle Paul said, After the way that some men call heresy, so worship I now the God of my Father. He got a revelation when God met him on the Damascus journey. Things turned around. He said, I count all things lost. Come on. You won't be the first one to give up things to live for God. And you won't be the last one either. I want to tell you, friends, the saucer down there. I want to tell you, church. Look at you right now. I've been studying. Come to church tonight. You're going to learn a lot about fig trees. And, and wheat trees. How oh, they're very prophetic in the Bible. But sometimes the devil brings almost whole truth. I've been all kind of people. I've been agnostic, atheistic, polyistic, all kind of stick of all sorts. Hello? And they all got very there's not one person on earth who do have some elements of truth. Even the devil has some truth in him. He called Jesus the Holy One of God. He's right. He believed the one God in trouble. Hello. Doesn't like what he said. But he admitted that there's one God. Hello? Hello, so even got some truth. Okay, friend. You see this bottle right here? This could be ninety nine point nine 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 percent pure. But if it has point zero 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 one poison there, you're just as poisonous as the guy who took this full of poison. The difference is the death rate. Slower but sore. No question about it. It's just a matter of time. And I would tell you, only God can pull the veil off the devil. Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. How? That the Gentiles might become one fellow hears and join here with Christ. And it's not your money God needs. Uh, when God invited the church, uh, He don't need your money. He don't want your money. You can't buy salvation. You can't pay God. Amen. To save your soul. My God, only thing can save us uh, is the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the purchase possession. That's what God used to save us. Uh. 
Oh, hallelujah. I'm trying to tell somebody, you can't buy your way to Pentecost. You've got to be repent of your sins. That's a gift of God. It's God's unspeakable gift. When God brings your heart to a place of repentance, it's a gift of God. Nobody in this building who is saved had a right to repent. Repentance is not a right you got. It's a gift from God. <laughs> Can anybody hear me? Esau sought repentance carefully and wasn't allowed to repent. And here I am today, repenting and found a gift, unspeakable gift. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. How did it happen? Did I buy my way to Pentecost? No. God granted me a measure of faith to believe the preaching of the Word. It takes God to give you right now a measure of faith to hear me right now. Because without faith, you cannot please God. And faith come by hearing the Word of God. And if you don't hear the preached Word of God, it's impossible to be saved. It takes God to open your heart. No man can open your heart. The Holy Ghost is a gift given by God to them who obey Him. Let me tell you, honey, the gift of God is the Holy Ghost. It's called the gift of the Holy Ghost. What happened to Samaria? A man called Philip took a, a bunch of gifts down to give away. The gift called Jesus Christ, Son of God. And he offered them the gift of repentance from their sorcery. Hello? And he offered them the gift of baptism in Jesus Christ's name for the remission of sins. That's a gift also. Which of you have a wife? I don't think she's a gift. What do you got? A wife is a gift. But I think also a husband is a gift. I think a child is a gift. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. Honestly, come here. She's a gift. Her father's a gift to her. Her mom's a gift to her. She's a gift to them. Hello. When you get baptized in Jesus Christ, you know what you're doing? You're being baptized into the body of Christ. That's a gift. That's a gift from God. He went down to Samaria. And I mean, I mean, the guys start laying hands on people. And they start talking in tongues. I mean, they start carrying on. They start juking and a jab. They start having the... And a jam with the lamb. Come on, and they're rocking and rolling, going on. And the Holy Ghost is moving on them. And Simon saw it. And said, Woo! I never saw it that way before. You know what he said? Simon came from a society like this one. In our world, nothing is free. But you're wrong this time. Because Isaiah 55 says, come without money. Hallelujah. If you think we want your money, I want them to fire you next week 
and come back Friday and get saved and be unemployed till Jesus come. That you may know you got no money to give. And you have to worry about money given to God. Would you please stand up right now and say, God, fire me so I can live for you. <laughs> fire me so I can live for you. Get my money. Keep me from you. Come on, beloved. Simon thought he could buy it. Let me tell you, if I could buy the Holy Ghost, I would have done so and I was still smoking my cigarettes. I was smoking cigarettes and still praying for the Holy Ghost and nothing happened. Hello? And I can listen to a bunch of other stuff we can be doing and say, well, we've got kind of nice. You can pay pastor. Come on. Folks, pay me. I'll give the Holy Ghost. Okay. Say it with me. See my time? Say it. See my time? Don't say yes. Thessalonians. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto you. No. You ran. Syria, Libya, Ethiopia, and all these veterans are going to be involved. The Lord named them for money, like Balaam. You hear about them in the news. The wife thrown judgment in chapter 20. In chapter 20, hands off. And through the seals, and it was just the world. It's in this meeting right now. Want to touch you and touch me and cause you to speak in tongues as the Spirit give utterance. If you raise those hands and you believe on Jesus, as the Bible said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Thank you. Let's all stand. I'm trying to tell somebody here that the Holy Ghost is for you. It's for me. It's for everybody. It's for the young. It's for the old. God, oh, speak of the gift. There are three things I want to do this morning in this church. You want to give them speak of a word. The word that you heard will not be spoken in many places. Hello? Hallelujah. He wasn't going to speak with joy. I was a joy unspeakable. God says, I'm not interested in your money. I want to ask some of you right now. You that are wasting your money. God said to ask you, why have you spent so much and you're still miserable? You've done all the righteous living you wanted to do. You buy all the booze and all the women you can buy. You can buy sex, but you can't buy love. You can buy a building, but you can't buy a home. Hello? You can buy fun, but you can't buy joy. So why are you wasting all that money? I'm going to ask you right now, why are you wasting all that money? When in the service, God says, I want to give you joy, unspeakable joy that's full of glory. God said, tell you, if you're in this building, that there's enough available for you right now to get your own experience. Hallelujah. I'm not inviting you down to the Skid Row, 
I'm invited to the upper room. I'm telling you, get the cistern and come to the well. I'm telling somebody right now, if you're dissatisfied with disappointment, you're tired of wasting money. Let me tell you, friend. Simon, your money perished with you. Because you thought you could buy this thing. Well, that's for me, Simon. All you have to do is just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Healing is free. Now, I know the doctor got the money, but what God will heal you. Hello, somebody. Would you bow your head right now? If you're tired of wasting your money and riotous living and giving to things that don't satisfy you, then I'm speaking to you right now. The woman dropped her pot and ran. Would you drop your tradition right now and run to this altar? And say, God, I want what you have that unspeakable joy. I tell alcoholic the reason why you get drunk and buy all that drugs because you got social problems. That's why you drink. Having sex with 10, 1500 women don't make you a man. It just makes you a pimp. But a real man, a real man, knows the whole duty of man is to serve God and keep His commandments. That's a real man! Solomon discovered it. And a real woman knows. She knows. I've got to meet Jesus. Have my own experience. Samaria got the word. Let me tell you what Pastor Neil here. In 1972, I want you to picture me as you bow your head right now. In my 20s, going to church, pack of cigarettes in my pocket. He said, were, were you repentant? Yeah. Were you baptized? Yeah. I was just like Sabbath the sorcerer. Baptized sinner. That's what it was. And I had the cigarette in my pocket smoking all the time. Put my cigarette on the fig tree before I go to church. And I walk up there one more time. And God says, look, if you're tired of doing what you're doing, and you really mean business with me tonight, you can have an unexplainable, unspeakable gift of deliverance. I never forget the men of God. I didn't pay my dime. Just walked down from this altar here, came down to me and lay hands on my head. It was like the altar was at the back pew, but that was the front. You see, in Israel, it was the altar that blessed the gift. But in the New Testament, it's the gift that blessed our altar. Your altar is right where you're standing right now. Right where you are is your altar. And God want to bless your altar. When they laid their hand on me, I don't know what happened. It was a nicotine or nicotine, what do you call it? It just left instantaneously. I've never smoked since that time to this day. Never had a desire. I had an unexplainable, unspeakable deliverance. 
never picked up that packet since because God gave me a Samaritan experience a gift of repentance the gift of confession of my sins the gift of my sins be washed away and the baptism of the Holy Ghost speak other tongues and I learned from that day on it was freely given anybody here this morning God's talking to you you're struggling, you're fighting you tried everything and you failed and you're failing all the time and you're spending more money and you're failing and you're unhappy and you're not fulfilled I'm talking to you this morning God is calling you to an altar don't be like Simon the sorcerer you can't witchcraft your way into this but you can let the word of God take you through this what I really 